This week on the podcast, we are hanging out with Valak once again as we talk about the latest entry in the Conjuring universe, The Nun 2. everybody welcome back to the dissect that film podcast where we dissect the good the bad and the ugly of the world of cinema i am your host brett parker joining me as always my wonderful co-host dan and angel of dna gaming hello hello that one got violent i, I tried to get back i gotta make it like the, the ultraman thing so we are back because as i stated before as soon as this movie came out on some sort of streaming service we were gonna cover it I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but to be honest, I shouldn't be surprised because movies do not last in theaters for very long, and they go on streaming services pretty quick, and this dropped on HBO Max, or Max, uh, a few weeks ago. It's probably been a while, but I don't remember, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I guess we got to do it, so we're here, covering it again. We're back talking about Valak and The Nun. We're back hanging out with, uh, with... Sister Irene in her Come adventures and our and our good friend Frenchie. You know, it's yeah. it's the adventures of Irene Maurice. and Frenchie. Well that his nickname is Frenchie, but it's more he's they only say it once in this movie, but yeah. yeah. That's true. We're back. I yeah, like I said, didn't think it was gonna be this soon, but we're here. So well, nothing stays on nothing stays on certain movie. Things barely even hit movie theaters anymore. Solo. Mm. It's like, fine, let's put it on the same day or just put it on a streaming service. Fuck the movie. It's like, thanks. <laughs> and it's always the question, where is this movie going to lie in the whole wide world of the Conjuring universe? Well, you're going to find out at the end of this episode. The Nun 2 was directed by Michael Chaves, who we've talked about twice already, as he directed two of the worst entries in the Conjuring universe with The Curse of La Llorona and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. He, with this movie, he has now directed the most Conjuring Universe films out of everybody, even in James Wan. Stop. Yeah. To be honest, please. <laughs> the screenplay was done by Ian Goldberg, Richard Nang, and Akila Cooper, who I recognize that name because she also wrote Megan. Oh, okay. okay. And malignant in 2021. Oh, so that's yeah. why they're shitty kids. Okay, and, that and she's sense. also writing uh, Megan 2.0, which will be out in 2025. Deuces. Gotta get an upgrade. Because yeah. somebody thought, "Hey, we can do better." Can we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some returning cast members, as we said before. Thaisa Farmiga is back as Sister Irene. We have Jonas Bloquet as Maurice. Uh, we have some new cast members, such as Storm Reed as Sister Deborah, Anna Popowell as Kate. Have you guys seen the uh, Chronicles of Narnia movies? No. Okay. Well, Anna Popowell. Oh, no, it's like the 
interest. It, it's the it's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, right? Yeah, there was like four okay, movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was like Prince Caspian, and I don't know. There's probably another one too. But Anna Papawell, oh, when I saw her pop up on screen, ones. I went, I recognize that girl. Where's she from? She played the teacher in this movie. Yeah. Or yes. and uh, Sophie's mom. She was in Halo Four. She, she was in the Halo fan film forward to dawn or whatever it was called oh yeah but she was one of the main characters in the chronicles of narnia movies from the mid 2000s uh we have caitlin rose downey as sophie we have susan burtish as madame loren and yeah that's about that's about it for all the uh the main cast oh oh bonnie aarons of course coming back to play the nun the titular nun the demon herself. Dun, the yes. nun too. None will survive. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect tagline. Oh, that's that's great. Why they should, they should hire us for this? Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> Excuse understand. Me, Hollywood, don't. you're not on strikes anymore, so yeah, this going right. <laughs> Give it about six months. Next thing it'll be the fucking grips on strike. Uh, They're not paying actually, us enough for lighting. Actually, I think crew and all that crap is. I think that's all part of the actors. Stuff. I don't. I, I don't know. Ideas, I'm just talking on my ass. I don't know. There's so many unions, so <laughs> I wouldn't be just surprised. Just pay the people. Just pay the people. Yeah, exactly. For the love of people, stop replacing them with AI. Nobody gives a fuck about AI. Yeah, Go ahead. I Here. agree. Uh, the cinematography was done by Tristan Nyby, who also did the cinematography for the Last Conjuring movie. Uh, the music was done by Marco Beltrami, who is well known for doing the music for the Scream films. Oh. And he did Terminator 3. I'm just naming movies that we've covered on the show. He did The Faculty, The oh, First nice. Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and uh, a movie that we're going to be covering with our good friends, uh, the Flicks and Friends podcast, Hellboy. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, uh, this was released September 8th, 2023. It ran at an hour and 50 minutes, which, to be honest, last night I was exhausted and I saw that it was almost two hours long. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even notice how long it was. I, I mean, I, I when I'm tired and I got to watch a movie, I'm like, please be like an hour and a half, please. And then it's like almost two hours. I'm like, oh, boy. But, you know, I made it through and I'll, that's all I'll say. Uh, the budget for this was $38 million and it made $268.1 million. So these movies continue to rake in the money. Like, it's it's funny because the nun was not well received and we talked about on the show it's it's not one of our worst films of this franchise as we stated before the the two other movies that this director has done is like on the bottom of our list uh the original nun was it was fine it was nothing Mm -hmm. too special if you want to know our full thoughts on the the nun from 2018 go back and listen to our episode it's a it's a good one but yeah it's i mean almost 300 million dollars for a horror sequel to a movie that just wasn't well liked it's pretty in a good. long line of like an existing franchise right it's not even just like a random second movie right so pretty wild of course this is all of our first time watching this so we really don't have yeah. you know we don't we're not going to say anything until the end when we give our full thoughts on the movie so let's get into the plot yes. let's get into the dirty baby let's plant them tomatoes this movie opens up to a little boy running to church. He's kicking his soccer ball. We're in France in 1956. And he goes into this church 
and you find out he's an altar boy, so he is tasked to go down to the basement to grab the uh, communal wine, which is in the wine. biggest chug ever. And is and I was just waiting for this kid to drop it. To be yeah. honest, I was like, oh, it's huge. I was like, I was like what's he got there? Oh, it's wine. What the fuck kind of container is that? Oh, it's it's huge. So of course we see the mass happen, and um. He goes, he has to bring it back down. And this is when he sees that his ball, his soccer ball is like on top of the, the stool. And he's like, oh, that's a little weird. Takes the ball, pushes it aside, pushes the stool up against the shelf, puts the communal wine back up there. And then the ball comes back out. Dude, I call, I was like, dude, I knew exactly what was going to happen. This oh, game yeah. has been done Any, so many times in this fucking series. Anytime there is some sort of object that is just pushed into a dark room, you know that object is coming back out. <laughs> Every time. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The opening scene, Angela's got the movie going here on the side. It just made me think of it. The opening scene where you see the kid running down the street to the church. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just half expecting, like, pre-World War One tank to come out of nowhere, like, extraordinary gentlemen, and just, like, sort of running people down. Like, what is going on? They're not Bobbies. This is France. Where you are. <laughs> Your comment about... Um... When he's looking down the corridor and it's dark. I don't remember what I said. He said you're half expecting Nazis to show up. Yeah, the, oh, like, yeah. Nazis to show up. Like, guys, listen, you're about 15 years too late to be here. <laughs> Just calm the fuck down. Like, guys, it's been over for like a decade. Like, what, what are yeah. we doing here? Franz, move it. <laughs> so he gets distracted by the fact that the ball comes out. And he's mm -hmm. just, and you're just waiting. You're, at least for me, I'm just waiting for something to pop out of this room. And you hear a cracking noise, and the communal wine glass starts to crack, and then it explodes. Yeah. And he just says, "Yeah, I'm out of here." And he just books it up the stairs. Yeah. And he gets Our up kid. there, and he runs into the father, and you know he he asks him what's going on, and he's like. You know, so and then weird things start happening in the church. And I'm like, oh, shit, the demon is inside the church, fucking inside the church. The demon is the church. Yeah. <laughs> Just the whole church. You can hear like things happening on the sides and then they start hearing like a boiling noise and they look and where the holy water is at the front of the church, it's boiling to the point that it just evaporates. And you're like, hot damn. Okay. Valak, don't be fucking around, dude. He's and, like upper echelon demon, or she. And if, and this is when the father gets yoinked up into the air, spreads to look like Jesus, and Deep just boat. sets ablaze. Like, he's just really engulfed in flames, and cool. this kid watches the whole thing happen. Nightmares for life. It's cool. It's a cool scene. Like, the dude just goes to the up. Oh, dude, it's, like. it's really cool. Just wish they didn't do the same exact thing at the end of the movie. <laughs> I know there's a reason for it, but yes. I, I don't like it. Either. And we'll explain the reasonings behind this. Um, so you see a man walking out of the church. You don't, as, as somebody who's seen the first nun, you know who this is. You Like, did you guys know who the guy was? Like the yes. shadow guy coming out of the church? Yes. Okay. Like, dude, like, yeah. Well, I don't even know why they even tried. What no. was the point? No. I mean, you. Yeah. As soon as you see it, and then of course you see the shadow of Valak 
like behind the figure and then it kind of like goes into him. And yeah. so, to be honest, this whole opening scene is really well done. Like I like oh, yeah. everything about this opening scene. It, was very, it got good. me engaged. It got me into it. I was pumped yeah. to see what was going to come come next. So we then get to see Sister Irene again, and she is helping some other nuns uh, get a truck st- uh, out of the mud. And she's like, oh, shit, if I put wood under here to get it out. And I'm like, Sister Irene knows where it's at. She's Quick smart. to the nunnery. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the cat, whatever they were. <laughs> they were the cats on it, just flops. flops. <laughs> <laughs> the flying nun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so she great. She gets told by like the head mother or whatever, the head nun of this uh whatever the hell it's called. They the nunnery. Is that what they're called? The nunnery? No, the convent. <laughs> I thought there was a convicts. Is this con air? Nun air. It's where, jail. The, it's where the nuns live. <laughs> it's where they grow them. It's what, the, it's what it's called, though. It's a convent or a... Isn't it called a nunnery? I just made it I up. I don't know. I, just made something up. I don't know. No, there, there's nunneries, but I don't know the difference between... Um, hang on. Yeah. The nunneries is Why where the, that the up? baby seeds grow, and then they go to the convent when That's they get bigger. Right. No. no, I think I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting nursery, nunnery, and convent all just mixed up together. I don't know what's what anymore. Okay, Ugh. so a convent is where the community lives as like monks, priests, and nuns. Like if they all live together, then the uh, nunnery is just where the nuns live. Is this, so oh, good. You ahead. never see. I don't think you ever see anybody else live here. So I'm assuming this is just a nunnery. Yeah. I don't know. That was that a real sense. word. I just wanted to say. No, that's no. It, funny. It, it, I've, watched I've heard a lot the word of... before. I just, yeah, it doesn't sound. It just doesn't sound right. No. Yeah. So she is tasked to talk to another sister, Sister Deborah, played by Storm Reed, to because she's you know she's a rebel. She's a rebel. She's smoking. She's doing things. She she doesn't want to be there. Pretty much. You find out later she does not want. She didn't want to be a nun. Her mom pretty much forced her into it because. Uh, you get told the story of the fact that like she has brothers and her brothers were you know the boys are sent off to war and the girls are you know are supposed to serve God so that's why she's there that's kind of her whole backstory and we then go to there there's like a circle that you know the nuns are all they're like doing arts and crafts and they're peeling potatoes. Just peeling potatoes. Okay. Just eating them raw. Right. <laughs> I thought one was like too I mean, crochet. I don't fucking <laughs> I mean, you probably can do arts and crafts and peel potatoes. You honestly, if you tired, it's okay. If you would have told me they were doing anything else, I would have believed you because I didn't remember they were making potatoes. I just know they were in it. All I was paying attention to is the fact potatoes. that they were in a circle talking. Well, actually, no one was talking other than this one nun who was telling a graphic story, which you just find out is just yeah. the complete plot dump of the first nun. It's literally she's explaining the entire first movie to us again because we I think needed it's, that. I think it's the head lady. It looks like her. Yeah, it is. But she's but it, it, looking, it's, plot dump, plot dump. Yeah. like looking at her like I can't hear her. But looking at her, she is so mesmerized by this story that oh, she's yeah. telling. And I'm like, ma'am, that was bad. Yeah. 
don't like smile while you're telling this story. Yeah, people died. Here's the thing, though. She tells the story, which is clearly about Sister Irene. Sister Irene comes in, of course. She hears the story being told, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Do you think this, like, the head nun knows that Irene was part of that? I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows. I don't think she shared that part. But when the cardinal comes and talks to her, about like, hey, you know, we gotta. It's it's round two with Valak. Like you, you have you for one. Deborah's there, or Deb, as I call her in my notes. And there was got to be another yeah. nun there who were just listening to this. Like, oh shit, she's the chick from the story. But how do they know though? It could have been any nun. I don't like know. they don't even really give us. It's all super vague, and she's well, like, she does, put it together. She does say when she tells the story, like, oh. You know, because uh, I don't know if Deb was the one who asked or just another nun who was like, oh, well, what happened to the nun? She's like, oh, well, they, some people think that she went crazy and some people think that she's dead. And Of course, like Irene's standing there the whole time listening to it. Facing the other way. So like, yeah. she's not like she's emoting. No, she's just like, like that's what I'm going to go. Yeah. She's like, I know it's you. Something's up. Like, how do you know? She was just standing there. <laughs> we then jump to a... Um, is this like a, just an all girls school? Is that what this is? This is a boarding school. A boarding, yeah, school. it's boarding yeah. school. Dude, this is the thing. Like when this happened, I swear to God, I thought it was a, like a went to the past. <laughs> like there's no like they doesn't tell you what's going on. You're just like these smaller kids, and one of like they kind of vaguely look like Irene, maybe possibly younger versions of her. Yeah, so, oh, I thought it was flashback. flashback. The this really, re- like, anytime we were at the boarding school, it really reminded me of uh, a Guillermo del Toro movie called The Devil's Backbone. Never which, heard of. Which is set in a somewhat kind of like a boarding school, but it's it's a really interesting movie. It's like this boarding school that has, like, an, an unexploded bomb that, like, sits in the middle of the courtyard, and it's a ghost story kind of thing. It's really good. Nice. Uh, speaking of well, actually speaking speaking of flicks and friends as we stated earlier uh they covered it on their show so mm. check it out mm. and check out the movie yeah go do that uh but yeah we're at this boarding school and we meet uh what the hell is her name is it Ju- julie is is that the girl's name the the mom no sophie sophie sorry yeah oh, uh, sophie. we meet sophie yeah. yeah sophie and she is being bullied by generic bully girls because that's what we need uh, all the time, anytime. And of course, the funny thing is, is she's the one getting bullied and she's the daughter of the school teacher mm-hmm. who sometimes just feels like she does not have any idea what's actually happening to her daughter. Uh, she's always seems like she's oblivious or she's just afraid to say anything. It's like, what is it? What's going to happen? Like, Put these bitches in their place. These girls suck. You, you meet the, the I call her the mean girl and her gang and they are pulling a prank on the house mother by putting cockroaches in her room. Yep. Oh, what's Have their roaches. name for mean girls? Well, there's a lot of them. You think? Oh, um, Regina George. Yeah. Yeah. She's Regina George. Yeah. There's a new one of those coming out. Mm-hmm. So we meet back up with Maurice. He's here. He goes by Maurice. Now he's not Frenchy anymore. You only hear it one time, as I stated earlier, but, uh, he is the groundskeeper, I guess, of of the uh, boarding school, or the handyman, I should say. And everybody loves Maurice, except for when the you know, 
you know, Sophie has a close relationship with him because he he has a thing for her mom. I don't know if she knows that, but it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then the bully, the, but then the mean girl comes up and is like, oh, so, you know, talking to your boyfriend. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Someone kicked this girl down some stairs. <laughs> Steals the bracelet that she's trying yeah. to get. Yeah. Damn. And Maurice like stands up to her, of course. And then uh, the house mother comes in and is just like, hey, I got cockroaches in my room. You need to go get him. And he's like, all right. Again. And he did some get like, a man servant. And he did some like magic to get his the bracelet back. And he's like, look, I look good. And I wish he would just hit her in the back of the head with that fucking bag. Yeah. Just knock that girl. <laughs> Give me that fucking bracelet. We don't Here condone go, violence towards crazy. children, but man, this girl sucked. Uh, Sometimes you just deserve it. <laughs> we then are watching a delivery girl. Uh deliver some food to the boarding school and we get to see her whole experience and it's not good for her. It's fun. Yeah. Of course she's she getting, a great tip. At, she has a great time. <laughs> well, at first she's getting mocked by those shitty girls. Yeah. Like they're just well. fucking everywhere, man. And she goes in, she's putting stuff away and she hears some weird noise. So she goes to investigate and she turns and sees Maurice is like convulsing. And like talking to himself. And she's like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. And of course, that's when you get to see, uh, you see imagery of Valak. You see like Valak actually rise from the floor at the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. She's trying to run away. And, and unfortunately, Valak catches up with her, picks her up, snaps her neck. And you're like, oh, all right. This is like, even a lot of blood. Yeah, she's got to be do more than snap her neck, dude. Oh, she, she, she like she snaps it, cherry, dude. She snaps it hard because there is blood just. Yeah, I'm assuming that she just like swaps her head off. Yeah, but the thing was, is like, does Valak hide the bodies? Is like no one discovered, or does Maurice get rid of the body? But the I thing is, know. Maurice doesn't know the whole time. You, he doesn't even know till the end that Valak is in him. Like, he doesn't even know Valak's there. It's just... I don't... don't. It's so good. Well, it does a good job of hiding itself. I mean, that isn't that the best way of doing it? It's like, just kind of lay, like, super low and, like... No, I just want to know why the body wasn't discovered. No, no, I know. They don't mention this girl getting murdered. They don't mention anything of this uh, at all. I just assume that Valak takes over him and makes him do whatever, because... Like he never knows when it's not him. Like, well, he doesn't even know what's happening. Yeah, like I just assume that it's just like, um, like a mind wipe of the yeah. whole situation. So, I mean, he's a groundskeeper; he would know where to hide bodies. Like, very true. What if he's nothing wrong with Maurice? He's just practicing his throat singing, and it just sounds weird, and it scared this little girl. Oh, but it's... It was all a misunderstanding. That got that one got me though. No, it's got some good. It's got some good like visuals. Yeah, some this horror. movie, looks, this movie looks really good. Yeah, it's got some good shot, like you know, horse, you know, death scenes and scenes with Valak and stuff. It's, it's really trippy sometimes. The colors and shit too, like not like psychedelic. Came back on. <laughs> Like it, it, this is a movie that looks like the time frame it is it, it, set in. So it's like set in the mid fifties and it looks like it's in the mid fifties where we've had this complaint in other conjuring universe films where it's like, it's set in the seventies, but it just doesn't feel like it. 
It just doesn't yep. feel like it based on like the character, the way the characters act. I guess this movie, the, I guess, because we're that this movie feels older than the fifties. Yeah, I guess it's probably so, just where it's set because like a looks seems like a rural. It, it very just seems rural like school. They are. Yeah, I I agree. But the way that their clothes are, their hair's made and uh, fixed. You know, it it just has that. Yeah. Feeling, I guess. Their headlight. Their horses don't even have headlights yet. I don't. <laughs> Uh, Irene. Nightgown. That's the word I was trying to think what, of. Nightgown? nightgown. Oh my gosh. That just came to me. So, I don't even know what we're talking about. She's wearing a nightgown. Okay. Sorry. So Irene is having more visions. She's sleeping and she has a nightmare about Maurice pretty much telling her, Save me, sister. And she wakes up. I like sister. her I like her haircut. She's got that nice like short you know, yeah. style going on. She has a bob that before bobs were, I think, a thing. Then that go? I don't know. I don't know when that started. Do you think her hair is always wet though, because it's always under the thing? So her hair, she's just constantly sweating. So probably always looking wet. Well, everybody else, when like the demon and stuff starts taking people, everybody just gets really fucking sweaty. Does Valak just make people sweaty? (laughs) God, dude. Perspiration. Valak's thick ass cheeks and shit. Like, bam, making everybody all sweaty in here. Like, Valak's run, well, have... run down the hall. You just hear. Yeah, it's just nothing. But, <laughs> that's why she can't sneak up on people. She's got to use other people. She can't actually walk. Yeah. She's too damn thick. Hey, Valak, you thick. <laughs> just turns around they with just... those nasty teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that this took place in the summer. They have no air conditioning. Well, the, yeah. It, it's stone building. AC in the you 50s? Know. I don't. I don't think they have air conditioning. I think I don't. I, mean, I don't know if this is a stereotype, being an American and all, but I, I don't believe air conditioning is as common in European countries as it is here. It, it is not. I have seen houses. I'm like, well, that house would be like the one I was looking at that was in Norway. I was like, it's Norway. Uh, I couldn't live there because they have no air conditioning in this house. Like, you know what I didn't yeah. see? If you're rich enough to move here and live in Norway, just bring a fucking window unit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's illegal. Well, fuck no. you. So is my discomfort. So <laughs> the the house was twice as big as ours. Yeah. Um, it had like three acres of property at least. Yeah. And it was only uh 125,000 American dollars, and I was like, Yeah, but we have freedom here, so. It would be way too cold, though, in the winter. Yeah, we'll do that. But it was very pretty land. So Irene gets notified that a cardinal is there. And, of course, you have to have, like, <laughs> I've a seen bird. this scene many times where it's, like, some, uh, the main character meets up with, like, a, somebody of higher power. And they're sitting at a table, very long table, just eating food. How many movies have you seen where that's a thing? <laughs> I don't mean to be pompous, and there's always some shithead with them that speaks yeah. for them most of the time. He's like, like no, I see. <laughs> yeah, he at least speaks for himself. But the fact that he's sitting by himself eating lunch, dinner, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to sit by myself and eat. Sit with me. Oh, power. Uh, yeah. um, I, that's not the power I want. That's <laughs> fucking stupid as shit. He tells her that Valak is back. And she's like, what? That's not possible. And he explains, well, his little crony behind him shows all the pictures of all the different people who have died because of Valak. 
and it he's just or it is just spreading across Europe. So he needs her to help uh, stop it once again. And she go and immediately she goes, "Well, have you contacted Father Burke?" And they went, "Oh yeah, he died." And you're like, "Oh, Poor Burke, man, dude. come on!" I know. Like I I don't know the story behind. I don't know if the actor was notified. I don't know if the actor just said no, but the fact they kill, just kill him off. Like just say I like, know. Oh, he can't, he can't assist with this. Don't just kill him. I, yeah. He died. Was, he died from cholera. And you're like, oh, I know oh, like okay. he shit himself to death. Like, wow, dude, glory. This is Jerry. Well, Sorry. Causes that. I know. Doesn't just, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking of Oregon Trail. Oh, you died of dysentery. Is that a snake you bite? Know. Typhoid? Fucking, you died for <laughs> yeah. it in the river. Little Jimmy can't swim in two feet of water. Oh fuck. He's like that kid from Ernest Scared Stupid who couldn't fucking climb the small hill. Oh, yep, that's no, the one. The monster's gonna get me. <laughs> so she hops on a train to go to France and sister Deborah joins and they have a little heart to heart. They talk about like you their good? families. Oh, I was just explaining something and it's okay. I just keep singing Sister Christian. The song. Sister Where did you get that from? Yeah, it's I the time it gets brought up. I, that's the song that just comes. Anyway, go ahead. Like I said, I need to I need to make notes of the comments that I make because I made several comments you before. You cannot say half the shit you say on this show. <laughs> the fuck ever. <laughs> it's just kidding. Say it if I damn well want to. No, I was saying like I notice when um, an actor dies or doesn't want to return they always kill him off it's never it's never like hey this person can't do this for this reason like yeah. don't just kill him you're like what happened to father burke he moved on he just didn't want no part of this anymore yeah. like the only the only time it's ever a good not good thing but it ever means anything is if the actor has been in that position that role character for an extended period of time like when um, Corey Monteith died on from Glee, they made a, they did a thing to him. They you know said, "Hey, he died." Blah blah blah. Not a fucking cholera. But he was in the position that he played that character for many seasons. Like it was it was like five. They were in their fifth season, I think. So, like, it was, but don't just kill him off because, hey, I don't want to come back in this this character. Okay, bye, you're dead. It's happened many, many times. Yeah, way too many. Make up something better. So, yeah, they have a little talk. They talk about their families. Uh, Deb talks about her family, as we talked about earlier. Her mom, specifically. She died in a fire. Who did? Deb's mom. I thought it was Irene. No, Irene's mom didn't die in a fire. Oh, yeah, Irene's mom, mom got did. sent away. Yeah, Deb's mom died oh, in a fire. Okay, well, I missed that. Yeah. All I remember is the conversation about the brothers going to war and the, yeah. her getting sent off to... Yeah, she didn't mention... She mentions it on the train thing because she's got that drawn picture of her mom. Oh, right. That's where they kind of connect a little bit more at, like, their moment together on the train. So... We're back at the boarding school where Maurice is helping fix a cabinet for the teacher and the mean girls 
take Sophie to go play a game called Defy the Devil. Why would you go with these kids? I man, I they're shit ass. Why would you? I feel bad because it's, it's like Sophie doesn't have any friends, and so even though these girls are just the worst to her, anytime she senses some sort of like, oh, they want to play with me, she's just gonna do it. She's so young. She's just, she just wants friends, and even though these, these yeah. girls suck, she just wants that sense of friendship. And uh, they're the, fortunately, they're the popular girls of this school, so she yeah. wants to fit in. And so many times, I just wanted the head one to just get offed. I know. Just give it time. Gosh, give it time. Uh, so the game is there is a stained glass window that has a goat in the middle. And when the sun shines through it, it turns the eye red. And pretty much you have to stare at the goat and never look away. Because if you look away, the goat will disappear and the devil will come. And of, of the girls leave her and like lock her in the room. They like force her to stay in there. And this is where she mm-hmm. starts experiencing seeing things. Um, she sees Va- a couple instances of Valak, you know, popping up. And then you got the, the moment where um, at the door, there's like a, a statue that's covered with a uh, cloth and mm-hmm. the statue like pushes forward. And then you quickly see Valak, but then it turns into the statue as it's, crashes down yeah maurice shows up and saves her gets her out of there and he explains to you know uh sophie's mom like pretty much what happened and she kind of just like she doesn't really do anything she's just like oh those girls they're not all well, bad. she doesn't, she doesn't really do much for most of this movie that i remember no they she just looks at maurice a lot with their you know <laughs> bats it bats her eyes but though. when she first walks in the room you see the statue move mm-hmm. yeah like that i'm like well something bad's about stone to doesn't move like that <laughs> so irene and deb get to france and they're investigating the uh the church they go to the church they talk to the nun that's there currently about what happens they see the pictures uh this is when irene has a vision where Jacques, the um, chapel boy, or what, what are they called? Choir boy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He comes in and he's got something in his hand. It looks like a little, it looks like a box. And this is when she then turns around and you, like the body of the father is there, all burnt up, like standing there. And then, of course, she uh, gets, gets out of it. So. They go down and they see a picture, a really creepy ass picture of a saint, Saint Lucy, who is the patron saint of the blind, who was burned for her beliefs or something, and her eyes were taken. And so you see that that same painting when the boy visits the first time with the wine. Yep. He's staring at that painting. Yep. Because I'm like she has no eyes. And, they're in and the I'm bowl. like, oh, it's they're so in the bowl. Creepy. Is this a real thing? Is this a real thing? So Saint I, Saint whatever. Saint Lucy. She was and murdered by pagans. They lit her on fire. Everybody's a pagan. For killing her and they gouged out her eyes. So supposedly Saint Lucy is it's a, a real saint. Uh Lucia of Syracuse, better known as Saint Lucy. Yeah. She I is know. venerated as a saint oh. in 
a lot of religions or a lot of versions of Christianity. Oh, there's the painting. Okay. Who'd have thunk it? Eyeballs for the win, dude. Yeah. And every every painting that I'm seeing, she has eyeballs in a bowl. Don't worry, they'll oh, bring her back. For this one, it's they'll bring Lucy and the Saint, whatever her name is, Lucy right. or whatever, in the sequel, and she'll like laser eyes. <laughs> but I remember when see when I saw this painting when they're looking at it, and it's just black, and you're just like, ooh, just unsettling. Very interesting. So they find out, though, that there was one other person at the church the day that the father was killed. And the nun pretty much, oh, yeah, it's a guy. He goes, he has a nickname, or he's from Romania, and he has a nickname. Uh, and her and Irene say it together, like Frenchie. And it's like, oh, shit. I mean, we all knew. <laughs> it wasn't like a yeah. surprise. Yeah. We all knew he was involved. And so they need to figure out where the hell he is now. They find and pretty much Irene is just like, oh, so that means that Valak is inside Maurice and that Maurice, when he came back to save her in the first movie, she, you know, became part of him. And we see it, of course, with the snake going down his throat and stuff. So we're back at the boarding school. The chapel is locked up, you find out, because the madam... Uh, her son died in there during the bombing raids during World War II. And so she just shut it off uh, ever since then. She then, uh, Sophie and her mom have a little talk, and then Sophie's mom leaves, but then she acts weird where she's like, she looks and like the mom is just walking really like just straight ahead, not reacting to anything. She's like calling for her, and I'm like, don't follow her. Don't do it. And what does she do? She fucking follows her. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Uh, she opens one of the doors, and it just, it's the fucking Warren's hallway. Like, what? What? <laughs> it's the scene I, from The Conjuring 2. It's, I'm like, why? How? How? <sighs> Gotta have Warren's in here somewhere. Yeah, because I'm like, Mom, your mom just left. Why are you following her? I mean, and then it flips to that, and I was like, yeah, you think you should just like turn well, from me and walk? Yeah, I mean, this takes place in 1956, and Lorraine doesn't deal with uh, uh, Valak until, what, 1977? So it's like 21 years? No, remember, she dealt with Maurice before. Oh, yeah, because she dealt with Maurice yeah, before the events his... of the first Conjuring, so it was yeah. probably yep. like the late 60s. Late 60s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, what... that's another thing I hate about sequels is the fact, or not sequels, but free, uh, Jesus Christ, prequels, that that one, the one before Ooh. it, is the fact that you watch this movie knowing exactly where Maurice's story goes, but then yeah. at the end of this movie, it just kind of, you're just like, oh, come on. <laughs> Just annoy. It just pisses me off. But the, yeah, but the whole thing of her opening the door and it's the the exact same scene from The Conjuring Two where Valak is at the end of the hall. I'm like, why? Why is this in this? Like, I don't care. This is just fan service bullshit. Yeah, that's all it is. And I didn't want that. I want I want this story because it's a prequel. I want this to be its own thing. Yes, it does connect yep. to the larger Conjuring universe. But like, I don't need why. 
I, I need some explanation. Like, why is this even in here? It doesn't make it's not sense. even relevant. It There's literally no sense. relevance. If these people were connected to the Warren or had been to the Warren's house, it would make more sense. But obviously they can't because this is before that even happened. It's like the Disney universe, though. Like, how is all of this connected when every movie seems to um, take place in a different era? Like, they're not all set in the same year. Right. But yet, you're made to believe that they're all connected. What, you mean like the old animated ones? No. So, um, Brave is supposed to be in the same universe, universe as like, and Frozen. Well, Frozen's, and, the, their parents are but supposed it's to be the made, parents. But it's made to Have you heard this? you yeah, think that, that they are yeah. all... Interwoven, yeah. but well, there, I don't, some think, of I don't like think Pixar and Disney co I don't think they link up, but it's like a big stretch for some of them. I don't think Brave and Frozen link up at all. It's just a big it, everything has apparent, to link up, okay? Everything has to connect in some way. No, we don't I know, that. but a, apparently they're all related, and I'm like, Yeah, it's dumb. how very dumb. How. <sighs> It's it's just a it's just a stretch sometimes. Like I can I can get it that Valak can make you see and think whatever yeah. you want, but it's a big stretch. So Sophie sees Valak behind one of the doors, and then she runs down the stairs, and Valak just pops up. But then her mom opens up like a curtain, which releases light. And it just shows like an impression on the wall that looks like Valak. Really cool. I actually like yeah. this. Yes. It was None really of this good. Scared she opens me. the door. None mm-hmm. of this was scary. And I think no. that's another thing that I've complained about. That's what my biggest complaint was with the first nun was the fact that Valak is not scary in her in her own movies because yeah. you already you were already scared of of this entity in the conjuring too. Like it was just all brought out in that movie. It just doesn't the scares didn't work for me in this, but that shot was was pretty cool. I do like the 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 dark. You know, you see her in the darkness, and then she opens up the curtain, and then it's just the impression. Okay. It seems like Valak is just turned into like, what's the other demon that we mainly talk about in this? Uh, fucking. Uh, but you don't talk about the Annabelle, the demon. Oh right? yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. One, yeah. Like that Malthus. seems to be. Malphite. Yeah, that one's. I was gonna say Mamra, but that's. I'm that's just good. thinking Beelzebub and Hathsheba. Like Thundercats. Yeah. Yes. Mean, but yeah. yeah. But no. But exactly. Like, like it seems like Valak is just supposed to be like the big bad, like display of power one. Mm-hmm. Like, look how fucking strong. And yeah. it's not even scary. It's just cool that she does shit, and that's it. Like, yeah. Keep yeah. doing your thing, Valak. One hundred percent. So Irene runs into Jacques. He's playing soccer with his friends. And she asks about uh, where his rosary went because they couldn't, it wasn't with the body. And he said he took it uh, when it all happened. And then she tries to continue to talk to him, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to go just blend in with my friends here. And then, of course, we start seeing, like, you can tell, like, things are being manipulated because he's just, Mm -hmm. like, just they all disappear. And then Jack just, like, comes popping out of different places. And then she gets to a random newsstand, and this is when you get the whole, you know, all the the magazines or t- pages are turning, and then it ends up forming 
um, the outline of Valak. And I love this scene. It's really cool. Like visually, aesthetically, it's really cool. So from what I've read, Michael Chaves, this was like a scene he wanted in the movie the most. Like he was very excited about this whole sequence, but I guess it was so hard to do because he's trying to get all the page, like getting pages to like line up right and the pages mm-hmm. to look good. I don't know if there was any, there was probably some visual effects done to get this to look as crisp as it does. Uh, but he pretty much stated after mm-hmm. the fact, he's like, if I knew how hard it was going to be to do this shot, I would have just not done it. <laughs> oh, but it was so good. It was really, it was pretty well done but it was um the whole thing where it's like don't turn around don't turn around yeah don't turn around and valak you know grabs her causes her to like pass out and uh oh no she this is when she's get she gets taken to like the past where she sees saint lucy getting her eyes stabbed and uh about to be set ablaze Take that, you winch. Yeah, so it, it, she kind of gets the idea of like, okay, so this is what Valak wants. Like she finds, she pretty much figures out what Valak ends up wanting, which is the eyes of Saint Lucy. So the madam finds Maurice. He's literally staring at a door, just mumbling to himself, and she's like, "Hey, man." You might want to go. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's it's okay. Just go. And said then, that he was doing the thing like the girl from Hell House was doing, except for he was using his crotch to hit the head <laughs> of his head. He was hitting his head and not the head you think. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm French. It's just what we did here. Like, what? A slight tap. Just boom. Boom. <laughs> Sir, that's not, you're not even moving your head. What the? Oh, shit. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh so sorry. I'm oh, so sorry. Just morning wood. Just morning wood. Um, yeah. It happens to everyone. And not M O R. It's M O U R. Morning wood. It might be morning wood. Somebody's And this is when you get another scene that is has been done a lot in horror movies, which is the I have dead childs demon is going to use said dead child against me to end up killing me, which is what happens to the madam. She hears her son's voice. She goes in there. She sees him. She's like trying to talk to him or trying to get to him. Of course, he's like still dressed up in his altar boy outfit. And uh, he's got the little, the freaking smoke thing. And I don't know what it's called. It's like, you need to stop wearing your ghost cosplay. And it's not the right time for this. I I do I do like the shot though when she sees Valak behind her son and it kind of looks like she was like Valak was like puppeteering like using him like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And then he just beats the shit out of her with the fucking thing, the smoke thing. I can't just what it's called. Beats her. And she falls, and then a big giant hook lands on her face, killing her. Nice. Good for her. GG. So Irene is awake, and she, they, uh, her and Deb are looking at the rosary from the father that was burnt, and 
matching it up with another rosary that was found in another one of the other victims and it has a symbol on it and they're like well what the hell is this symbol well let's go talk to somebody about it so they go and find the this uh librarian who works for the church and he pretty much states that it's a symbol of the descendants of saint lucy and pretty much what Valak is doing is killing all of the descendants of St. Lucy in order to find the eyes, to take the eyes back, because he's like, Valak is probably a fallen angel. It was once got one of God's angels, fell from grace, as I think most demons are. I think most demons are fallen angels at one point. Yeah. I mean, I the said, devil himself, Satan, Lucifer, yeah. is the, you know, he is a fallen angel. But it, so pretty much what the eyes of St. Lucy would do is give Valak back its angelic powers. And so pretty much you got to find the eyes before Valak does. And that's why Maurice ended up going to the boarding school because Valak knew that the eyes were there somewhere. The teacher finds the madam and Maurice goes off to find Sophie. She's hiding up in like a bell tower, uh, hanging out in a really cool spot. I do like the relationship between, um, Maurice and, and uh, Sophie and the mom. I think it's a really, really nice relationship. So, yeah, they have a, a nice talk up in this really cool spot. Just, uh, you know, the fact of, you know, sticking up for yourself. Don't let, you know, don't let those girls be shitty to you. You know, you're cool. You're a cool girl. And keep being cool. That's kind of the gist I got of that yeah. talk. So Irene talks about her mom. And you get the full story about the fact that her mom was very religious and her her ramblings, in quotations, were caused her father to pretty much put her in a psychiatric hospital because he thought she was crazy. But it was because she had the same <clears throat> she had the same visions that Irene has. Like she pretty much mm-hmm. just deals yeah. with the same exact things. So you get that whole backstory. Um I hate when I lose my spot here. This is when Maurice starts having an episode while he is hanging out with uh Sophie and her, and her mom. They're like, you know, dancing and stuff and then he starts kind of going through it and the Valak painting shows up behind Sophie in one of the scene in one of the shots. It's when you know, like, it's kind of like an indication, like, Valak is here. It's the same painting from The Conjuring 2, the one that Ed paints, which is another thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are we all just painting the same reference. thing? All right, it's cool. a reference. It's a reference. Yeah. So I looked it up. The altar boys carry what's called a censer. Okay. Oh. That's what he beat the shit out of her with. Okay. Mm. He, cens- <laughs> he censored her. <laughs> I guess it's, it's an instant. It's an incense burner. Uh, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yep, okay. makes a lot so, of yeah. sense. I was like, keep it that shit out of her. That's what I've been looking up. So Irene and Deb show up, and you get this whole interaction where Maurice know, like Maurice sees Valak, but doesn't realize that Valak is actually part of him. So he's mm-hmm. getting Julie and the mom out of there. They run into each other and. Irene's like, get away from them. And he's very confused. And he's like, I don't understand. He's like, she's like, it's my fault. When you saved me, Valak was able to escape from the whole situation through you. 
which I just am so confused about. So is Valak able to split? Horcrux. Yeah, it has to be because you see at the end of... You're a wizard, Harry. Well, the thing is you see at the end of the first nun that Valak gets destroyed by the blood of Christ. So is there more than one? Like what? I'm just, it's so confusing. I'm so confused. So here's my analogy for us Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Valka Cell or Boo or half of the other regenerating characters that only one part of them has to, only my nucleus has to remain. I can re- fully regenerate. So, so literally like a part cell. Of, yeah. In the end. Yeah, she'd sell. Mm. Has to be. So just puts a part of her in there. That she can l- literally regenerate from, and if her main body dies, it doesn't matter because she still has that one. Uh, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Because yeah, that's yeah. why I not just assume sure. that she didn't fully die. I just, I mean, listen, listen. If this movie pans out the way it does, if the alleged blood of Christ, <laughs> which is God, yeah, well, no, why not wouldn't not that? Necessarily. Jesus, yeah. Jesus isn't God. Jesus yeah. is just a was just a disciple it's of God. The, the son of God. He's the son of God. But He's but they're God. often seen like in a similar yeah. entity, the right. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you know, what all that shit. But it's a similar it's practically similar thing saying, right? If that does not fucking kill Valak, Valak might as well just be better than Satan at that point. Wait, uh because I'm an idiot. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that's all just a reference to Jesus, right? That whole prayer. Yes. Okay, I yes. knew. I think I knew that. I don't know why. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Like, like if that can't best Valak, yeah. No. So he had like Valak's from the first movie had to be dead outside of whatever she he left in the French well, man. Yeah. She left in the French. So you also have to you also have to think. I know you two don't. No. You definitely don't believe, but no. so God was tempted by the devil in the Bible. Okay. It was pretty much a, hey, uh, pretty much you can't do this type speech to him. Um, I, I just, I don't, it, it's hard for me to think that Valak was using other powers other than just, you know, your typical like underling. Now Valak might as well demon. be Satan at this point because if it's that powerful, that's what I'm assuming that 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 Satan is like. Hey, I'm just gonna like give you a little bit of a push here. Yeah, or like yeah, or Satan's manipulating this, or it's like Valak's like his right man, right hand man, or some shit like the stuff that pulls off between these movies. It's not just like a regular demon. That possessed, you know, whatever right. a fucking clacky monkey, you know. <laughs> I want to know where the monkey came from. I'm just saying. That's, I, I mean, it's Toy Story three, dude. You even watched it? <laughs> so, Maurice is told that Valak lives inside him. He's all confused, but it makes an analogy sense for STDs. It's fine. Yeah. And this is when Valak takes control of him and starts speaking to Irene in the demon voice, which is the only time you ever hear Valak talk is through someone else. You never see Valak when it is the nun. It never... There's a fucking bug flying around here. I saw it. 
out of here. I'm recording. I see it again. <laughs> which which like, I, I want to help too. I'm fine with with these demons speaking to people through people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't have the demon talk. Yeah, I'm glad right. that we never actually see like Dalek that. talk as the nun. No. Yes. Because that would just kind of. So he changes and he is destined to go to the spot where he knows where the eyes are. And uh, you get, you know, Irene and Deb getting thrown around. But then uh, Irene is able to kind of slow Valak down by, you know, saying a prayer. And then Deb ends up hitting him uh, upside the head, knocking him out. They tie him up, they chain him up, and then they go to the room that uh, Sophie was playing that Defy the Devil game. And so they she explains the game to him and then they're like, Oh, maybe that's the, the key in order to, uh, to, to locate it. So they shine the light through the, the pane glass and it shines the red light to the location they dig, but they all look away from the goat in the stained glass. And Sophie turns and the goat's gone. And yep. you're not supposed to look away. Yep. It all falls through, man. And of course she is like, uh, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I, I, I mean, that's the part of the don't look away part. I mean. Yeah. So Maurice gets loose. Doesn't take very long. He gets out of his chains and runs away. You all right, Dan? Yeah, I, got, I just got good. Let's <laughs> wait for the part we're about to get to. It just made me think of something. <laughs> so we then go upstairs where the main mean girl is making her underling go upstairs to investigate a noise that they're hearing. And I went, fuck you. I would not be this girl's friend no more. And mm-hmm. I would have just told her no. No. What are you going to do? You going to make me go up there? You going to drag me up there? No, thank you. But no she does anyways. It's a powerful word. But the girl ends up going because she's not very bright. She. They find the eyes in the room. She's blonde. We can then go back and the girl is slowly making her way up the stairs and she runs into Deb and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, um, there's a noise upstairs and I'm just trying to figure out what it is. And so Deb literally just stands there and just spins around in one spot and shines the light like two or three times and then stops. And you see the first thing you see are the horns. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what is this? She was not making her way downtown walking fast. No. That's all I could think about. Happened in- yeah, this is when goat this is when Goatman attacks. I'm thinking of Dallas. I'm sorry. And this Goatman is the scariest Scary. part of this movie, to be honest. Yeah. The scariest part of this movie is this fucking Goatman who just runs down the stairs to go after these girls. They hide inside the where where they where they sleep and then they just start getting thrown around. Like the goat man's not even in there, but they're just getting thrown really? around the room and the the one girl's like almost yeah. getting dragged out of the room and she'll I'm be like, fine. God damn. Just walk it off. She'll be fine. Dude. Is this what you're thinking of? No, no. This made me think of something entirely of the eyeballs. The eyeballs. Made me think of Shabriri grapes from Elden Ring. Because it's this woman, like, I want these grapes. Because when I eat the grapes, she's blind, but she can see light when you eat the grapes. They're, they're some type of fermented eyeball. 
Okay. Yeah, I it's, think it, I want to eat eyeballs. It, it causes, but... She doesn't know. So she, huh? she asks for it because it's the only thing that gives her the ability to temporarily see something. It actually causes madness. But anyway, what does Elden Ring? <laughs> Elden Ring. What doesn't cause madness? That's right. Not this game. Not the, not these shows. Nobody ever has to go see a fucking psychiatrist about no. it. I mean, they don't ever show what happens afterwards, but they're all in therapy. Are they doing these? We've seen these guys in multiple fucking movies, and nobody's like, I probably should talk to somebody about this. So Maurice, now escaped, is back in the room, and he attacks Irene and the group, and Sophie ends up taking the eyes and running out of there. Bye, Sophie. Yep. Uh, Deb and the girls, they're hiding from the goat man in like a little, looks like a little booth. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's escape into the madam's old room. So the main mean girl pokes through there and I'm glad that they changed it up from the trailer. Cause in the trailer, in this scene, she shines the flashlight and Valak is standing in the doorway. And then she backs out and the hands come out and choke her. I, I like yeah. the fact that it's the, the madam is there. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. She's just standing there in her room. Menacingly, <laughs> menacingly at the corner of Conch and Coral. Because they're all, because she's the only one that can see anything. Yeah. And she sees, she sees Madame Laurent standing there. Yeah. And she backs out and they're like, what did you see? And she's like, she's just standing there. They should have uh, killed her off like they did the delivery girl. Yeah. But they fucking done with it. She got mm-hmm. saved like four times in this movie. Because people have hearts or something. No. Yeah. Yeah. second chance. People have feelings. Fuck. Gross. <laughs> and she's like, she's got her head in there, and she's like all scared by the cockroaches that are crawling around. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It's just those little details. They kept the cockroaches in there. So yeah, and then this is when the. When the madam, the zombie madam attacks, crawling through the little opening there and going after them. So good, um, Maurice goes after Sophie, who has yes. the eyes, uh, chases her up to the uh, bell tower, and she uses the relic to kind of like stun him, and she like leaves, and then. Shit happens where the whole fucking bell tower just starts to collapse. Yeah. Uh, the bell fucking falls and shit is going crazy. Uh, Sophie is trying to cling on to things, trying to escape. And not, not uh, Star Trek cling on. No, not that kind of thing. <laughs> and Maurice ends up falling. Mm-hmm. Bye, Maurice. I, I just thought he was going to be dead. The plank of wood scene here reminded me of for those of you who played it, the the scene with the girl you try to rescue in the farm and the, with the, the town hall in Resident Evil Eight, the village. Mm-hmm. It reminded yeah. me of that scene. So Irene ends up fending off Maurice, but Valak has other ideas uh, to the point where uh, Irene thought she stopped everything, but then Maurice ends up take getting uh, pretty much faking her out, takes the eyes. And now Valak has the eyes. And then the music cuts. And it's like, I am complete. <laughs> yes, you are fucked. Shit out of luck. Now I'm complete and my cock you will suck. 
You know what that song is? Nobody knows that song? Oh, I know. Yep. It's Beelzebub, a Tenacious D. Didn't think uh, well, you would... To be honest, I was going to guess it was a Tenacious D song. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes, dude. I did just... We were talking about this, the eyes. Dude, these eyes to get the power back. And that's the song that I just thought I of. I just it. wasn't thinking I was like, I'm doing this when this part that. comes up. Oh, God, you know I had to. It's so good. So, yeah. Valak has the eyes. That's not good. And nope. uh, to be honest, really... I like the shot of Valak regaining yeah. those angelic powers where it, she, uh, it, it has like the halo, <clears throat> like the light. ray of light around. But it's around kind of her. discolored. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. And it's of course, dope. like the eyes, the eyes were always yellow, but they're like glowing. Yeah. Yeah. Scary shit, dude. So the goat man's back and they're hiding behind a door and the mean girl, the head mean girl, she gets a freaking horn right through the chest. Yeah. And Whoops. S- She's so fine. they gotta they gotta oh. escape to that uh the room that they found the eyes in, and they're thinking this goat man's gonna come through the door and like just end their day. And then we get a kind of a rehash of a scene we've already seen where Irene facing a now more powerful Valak, lifting her up, spreading her out, uh starting to set her on fire, and then she starts having some visions. Uh, that kind of like flash all over the place. You see fucking Irene, or uh, you see Lorraine in there. I'm like, the fuck. I, I don't understand confused. that. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is so going I'm on? So I'm guessing that everybody she sees in her vision are descendants of Saint Lucy, and so I think that is the connection. I think so that too. Lorraine has with Irene is the fact that they are both descendants of Saint Lucy. They're not related. Like they're not like sisters or anything, but they're I mean, technically in real life they are. But uh <laughs> yeah. but um I think that's kind of why Lo- because Lorraine has the same powers as Irene. They both have yep. visions and and they can see things and all that stuff. So that kind of makes sense. But it's just like, why do we have to keep throwing the fucking Warrens in this? It doesn't because, make sense. Because they said I know I know that the Warrens made the money. Yeah, it was true. Because that's when when Irene her mom says, like, you have eyes just like mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, are they related? Yeah. Like, are they descended? Like, it's like, like all these people. So the actress who played the mom uh, was also the same one who played the, when you see St. Lucy getting killed. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I just like that they delved into Irene's backstory more. Well, that's yeah. fine, yeah. That's what sequels are for. Like, yeah. you build on some shit you didn't get a chance to talk about the first movie. So yeah, because she is a descendant of St. Lucy, uh, the flames don't engulf her. The flames actually go out and a they um they all fall or she falls, they all kind of huddle up. Uh was it uh Valak's trying to get Sophie or it's or it's Maurice trying to grab Sophie. There's like spikes that Valak like shot up and out of the yes. ground and and so Irene's like, pray with me to Deb. And so they do this prayer because they they notice there are wine barrels all surrounding where Valak is. And so pretty much this prayer is going to change <laughs> change the wine inside the barrels to blood, which explode, engulfing Valak, killing Valak, or at least you think. <laughs> and now the, the, the demon is gone. And the demon is out of Maurice, at least we think. And um, I know 
I was oh, going to say, because they, they, they referenced that earlier in the movie. It's when um, Irene and Deb are talking, like, the first time they talk. She's like, I just can't buy the wa- you know, wine being turned, you know, the blood of Christ. He's like, it's just yeah. part of what we do. Like, us believing makes it happen. So it's just this connection to that line earlier in the movie. It's the I, full circle. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's a, 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 a smart idea because the whole fact of, like, in church, you're drinking yeah. wine that is the blood of Christ. So yeah. you do a prayer to actually because... turn the wine into blood. Because that's what they... What's so funny, Dan? I just think a family guy. When he goes to church, whoa, that's the blood of Christ? That dude must have been loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not making... It's just, I'm not trying to make fun of it. That's just the thing I think of. But I know there's a reason that's for it. What, that's what... Um, I, and I can't think of the name right now. Does what Catholics do that? Well, we, we did it too. Did you do the wafer too? But we did grape juice. Okay, but you did the wafer thing, right? Well, yeah. They, okay. They gave, so the yeah, wafers, gave, it's what? Well, when you were a kid, right? They gave you grape juice. But, they would give the adults no. wine, right? No, we were not Catholic. Oh. So what were you again? Everything, um, but Catholic. Everything but Catholic. No, what? Is, I don't even. I know there's a name for it. I can't think of what it's called either. My brain right now can't think of anything specific. I, I mean. It, I don't hate this ending, but I'm also looking at this ending going, this is exactly the same way that Valak gets killed in the first one. It's the same way. It, it's exactly the blood just, of Christ. Like it's just more communion. Blood. Yeah. That's what, what it? it's called. The union? Communion. Communion. I was like, I think that we you all eat have. a wafer, that's the body of Christ. You drink the grape juice, that's the blood of Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh yeah, and you have to go through communion in order to actually do it or something like that, right? Well well, like our our Churches always did it once a month. It was a once a month thing. I did it. Depends I, on what I, denomination you were. I've maybe done it twice in my life. Hey, we always had Welch's grape juice. Just saying. What was the wafer? It was good. Just a cracker. Like, just a, just a small cracker. Yeah, it was not very good. Uh, but, you know, it was it was just the symbolism. It wasn't what it tasted like. Um. No, I never had wine. I never went to. Mom did one time. She went to a wedding and they did a communion at the wedding. And she's like, that was so different. It's like, well. So, yeah. So, Valak is gone. And for now. now, Yeah. We see Maurice. uh, His tomatoes came in. Tomatoes came in real nice. Uh, The tomato seeds that he used to plant those were the ones that Irene gave him when they mm-hmm. depart after the first one. So, Or in that like flashback scene. Uh, but of course Maurice walks away with uh, Sophie and her mom. I think her name was Kate. I just didn't care. Uh, and of course like Irene's happy for him but then she like kind of looks concerned. And you're like, yeah, because we know exactly what happens to Maurice. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that frustrates me about this movie is the fact of, like, we know the aftermath of, you know, we know how Maurice ends. Like, he ends up, like, I think, I think what, uh, I don't remember who told it. I think it was Ed who talks about the whole case and the fact that, like, he killed his wife. Um, and then, you know, this was like the worst case for Lorraine and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So it was like, it's just disappointing because like you want, like, to be honest, I was like, I kind of wanted Maurice to have a happy ending, but you know, he's not going to, and it sucks. I think we were talking about this and I already told Angela that the next one they do, almost maybe not the next, next movie they do, but they will do a different, a follow-up and this will be that case. I, I, I hope so. I, I hope so though. I want to see, uh, I just want to see where it goes. I just want to see I do too. how, if you're going to, if you're going to give us all this, just have it lead up, have it connect and then fucking end this franchise yeah. seriously like this franchise needs to end like they're making it another does. conjuring that may be this that may be this because that that ha- it has I to be could. a conjuring movie right yeah because it yeah, it's the, are, the they gonna Lorraine... back, are they gonna go back in time are they gonna the so they're gonna make a fourth conjuring that's gonna be before the first i don't like that i could i don't know fuck who gives shit i think it's called I mean, the conjuring not... last rights so i'm guessing it's gonna be the last conjuring movie which i really hope so well, the only reason I say that is because it would tie this up. Because we've only seen snippets of this or heard of this. We've never actually seen the case. Yeah. So I don't and, know. And I may be wrong, but I think they, I, I mean, if, if anything, do that and be done with it. Or do, if you do a fourth one, do something just entirely whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But yeah, that's it. That is The Nun 2. There was a mid credit scene, which is just a phone call to Ed and Lorraine because we have to have them pop up and that's why uh, that's why i felt that was the next movie all outside of what they so all there was about something i read where it's either them getting the phone call about the maurice case or it's just a phone call about the case that's going to take place for the conjuring four and i guess it was uh, archive footage from the last conjuring movie they didn't actually film anything specifically for this oh they just took okay. archive footage and just put it in there uh, oh, it's a phone call from Father Gordon because we got to have Father Gordon pop up too. He doesn't show up, Absolutely. but he's on the phone. But that's it. That hello, is. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello, hello. It. Hey. You you made made it. It. Welcome to your first night at Fazbear, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. I literally watched Dead Meat play through that whole first game a couple days ago. Side note: I was watching some of it. I never finished it. We rewatch. We started rewatching Markiplier play it because Saris is like obsessed with it. That's language. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yes, it has language. But she knows. Yeah. He's the king of Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. dude. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, that is it. That is the Nun Two from 2023, and hopefully for a while that'll be the last Conjuring movie we cover. Yes. Uh, until whatever next comes. <laughs> So let's talk about our thoughts on this movie. In Parker's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our thoughts on this movie. Let's start off with Angela. I loved this one Ooh. So, so much. Like we watched this, and there was there were certain scenes. Um, normally, when I get excited, he knows she hits me. I don't hit. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. But he was doing cards and I couldn't get to it. And I'm like, hey, 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 look at this. She beats like, me. I g- <laughs> just give it a go. Go. I go. There's just there's so many scenes in this where I get so excited. Like when um the mom opens the door and it it goes from Valak to the wall. And it's just the pattern in the wall that looks like Valak. I, mm. I love things like that. No, there weren't very many jump scares, but that's okay. Like, I got the first one um, with the the wine 
bottle bursting mm-hmm. like yeah. that got me like i wasn't expect i was you know you you hear it cracking but you weren't expecting it to burst when it did like i was waiting for more like build up to it so that got me but i don't know i just loved it i love frenchy and i wanted i wanted him to be sounds okay. terrible to call him that i'm sorry okay <laughs> I know, and he's like, I told Angela at the end of the movie, she's like, I want him to be okay, be a good guy. I was like, and he's like, yep, I grew these tomatoes, now I'm going to go murder my family. I <laughs> my mean, goals. you know what happens, and you know what he does and what he goes through. Don't and... worry, the devil made him do it. It's fine. I know, but, <laughs> like, he, he makes you like him. I do like Maurice. I mean, I, I hate, he's got a bum rap. I liked him in the first movie. Because you get those certain people where you... It, it doesn't take much to fall in love with them in, like, books, movies. Like, and then you just don't want anything bad to happen. But... All right. Yeah, just sit oh, there longer, uh, Dan. Don't say anything. I'm, like, Sorry, I'm, I'm, like, looking, I'm staring <laughs> at him. Bad, bad. I know you can see me Listen, staring at you. Padding. It was symbolism. Because <laughs> they're staring thought, at each other. Well, it was, it, was, it was the way that it was shot with her holding the rosary. I, I, it was all right. This movie was fine. I, I don't really have any big gripes or anything against this movie. I, I like the the original one better. I think I didn't care for the extra characters they added, the the annoying little girls and stuff with the headmaster. I, I think it was just body count fodder, and it's a shame that, like we talked about, they didn't kill the little girls. Um, I, I didn't dislike this movie at, at, at all, but I mean that's what they that's all the headmaster lady was was to get mur- mur- murked by her own kid. <laughs> And like you, you said there was little uh, little kids. It's too bad they didn't kill them. Well, the annoying like, little fucking girls, you know? And, ha- and I, you know how I am about kids getting hurt in movies. They fucking do just... Shit. Well, Alec just needs to toss them in front of a bus, dude. Just done, you know? <laughs> I wanted Valak to poke the girl's eyeballs out when when it was the mat. I just wanted her to go through her eyeballs. I don't know. And I don't want bad things to happen to kids, but... No, exactly. It's deserved. But, it, there were some really cool shots. Like I, I like the 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 newsstand scene. I like the hallway scene and that cut out like Valak. And I liked how she like burst people into flames. And there was some pretty decent violence in these movies, which again has seemed to have been escalating as these movies go on. Uh, especially when you find the the head lady's corpse after she got taken out by the hook. Um, but you know, it, it, it's okay. Like, I, I like that they brought Maurice's character, you know, or Irene's character is still great. The rest of the, rest of the characters was just like, eh, whatever. But I wish Burke was back, because I liked him. But it was okay. I mean, it was how I feel about most sequels. Most sequels are less good than the original, the one that preceded it, usually. and uh, But not, not by a whole lot. Like, it was fine. It was all right. Yeah, I, I I gotta say it's probably like on par with the uh, with the first one for me. I think my biggest issue was the fact that Irene really didn't feel like she was much. She wasn't a part of it as much. Like she was on the outside, and it was a lot more focused on Maurice in that boarding school, which is fine because that's where Valak was. But you know, you kind of hype up Irene being this main character, and she doesn't really do a lot other up until the end of the movie, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I know she's, like, trying to investigate and trying to figure it all out, and then it's like, boom, she has all the information, she goes to Maurice and all that, bang, mm-hmm. bang, boom, whatever. Uh, the problem, another problem, it's just, it's just not scary. Like, there's no, 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've said it before, like horror movies don't really scare me anymore. But I do have there are moments where I'll watch a, a, a horror movie and it, it it could get you. It just gets you like you get the jump scares or you get just You're like creepy un, or creepy, uneasy feeling. It just ne- I didn't get any of that in this movie. Valak just doesn't do it for me anymore. Like it's just it, it's such an it's so overplayed that I just it's like, oh, well, like some of these shots are cool. But other than that, like the character just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, the performances are fine, though. I think, you know, Bonnie Aaron's as the nun. She does a great job. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I, I think, hate to overlook her because she doesn't talk, but her she's great. Like yeah. physical acting. She's I mean, we've talked about her before. I mean, she's good at looking creepy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, she is. When you can use body language to convey what you want without talking, you're yeah. doing a great job. How long do they fuck up? And they make her talk. Yeah, I, hope I don't not. care if they make her it. like growl or anything. Well, like, they do. She does growl talk. when she like. Yeah, yeah, like or scream. This... Well, she normally does. No. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't make her talk. No, we don't need that. Oh my god! I know what's going to happen in the third movie. I think, I think somehow Irene and Mrs. Warren are going to team up. Sister, I wouldn't even be I wouldn't even be upset. Hey, even be upset about it. It's going to be like. Avenger style. It's gonna be like the Warren slash good people versus various possessed people. Like, it's gonna be like Sister Irene, and she's gonna be like literally. Yeah. Because they're. Uh, <laughs> and 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 Ed's just gonna be there. Yeah. And uh, but no, but like soul doesn't work well. He's right? gonna he's gonna play his guitar and sing like Elvis. Elvis. He's gonna sing Elvis. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And but no, it's it's just gonna be them versus like Valak and all the other demon like the the hag from the first one and shit the witch it's all good yeah other i mean it's fine it's nothing special it just seems like more of the same i think the visuals look really good i think the acting is is done well i just don't think the script is strong enough to uh, just wasn't strong enough like i feel like they were just repeating the same beats that they did in in the prior movie um, they made it a little bit more open than the first one was. Uh, yeah, hey, it's fine. It's... I miss the setting of the first one though. That creepy yeah, ass that castle. Creepy castle. That was yeah, fucking sweet, really dude. Cool. Yeah, it's it's just a fine. It's fine. It's I didn't hate watching it. And, it could have been a uh, lot worse. I probably I, could... I to be honest, I always like to you know I always like to watch a movie a second time, especially what after we do the podcast because then I can just sit down and watch it. Because, you know, I'm taking notes when I'm watching a movie. And this was my first time watching it, so I probably missed some things. Uh, so it would be nice to go back and, and rewatch it again uh, to maybe pick up on something that I could comment on later. But other than that, it was fine. All right, now we're going to rank it. We're going to add it to I'm our... numbered. We're going to add it to our rankings. It's fine. No, you can dude, like I'm, it. Glad we, yeah. I'm glad so we have differing opinions. It. I'm going to let you guys determine where it is because... I'll be out I know where I'd put it, but so but it's, our I'm rankings. Complaining. Mad Valak. So starting from the bottom, <laughs> is the nun two better than the curse of La Llorona? Oh God, yes. <laughs> is it better than Annabelle comes home? Yes. Is it better than the Conjuring? The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. Is it better than the first Annabelle? Did I not like? The, oh yeah, because I only like the opening of that one. Yeah, yeah. and the elevator and the scene. Elevator yeah, scene. okay. That's it's the it, only thing that makes that fucking movie. 
Is it better than the first nun? No. Not for me, no. This is where I'm like, this is as far as I go. You guys can. Yeah, I like this one better. Oh. That's why I said I'll be outnumbered. Ooh, I'm at- so it's so it's up to me though, because I because I said really it was on I said it was on par with the first nun, but do I like this one more than the first nun? That's a tough one. That's a tough He's one. He's getting really sweaty while he thinks about I like this. the performances <laughs> more in this one. Like I like the, I like Maurice's care I like his character arc in this one more than I did in the first one. He's a much more tormented yeah. soul. In and this I movie. like, and I, mm-hmm. and to be honest, even though I was talking about the fact that like Irene isn't involved until like the end, I do like her and Deb's relationship and their teamwork yeah. and the visuals were kind of, were better for me, even though, like I said, they kind of rehashed the same scenes that they used in the prior mm-hmm. movies, but whatever. I'm going to say yes by a very slim margin. But that I think that's about as far as it goes, though. Yeah, because the next one is Annabelle Creation. Yeah. And there's no way. Annabelle Creation yeah. is really good. All right. So our new rankings are, starting from the top, we'll start from number one. Our number one movie is The Conjuring 2. And number two is The Conjuring. And number three is Annabelle Creation. And number four is The Nun 2. And number five is The Nun. And number six is Annabelle. And number seven is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. At number, what did I say? Eight, I think, is Annabelle Comes awesome. Home. And at number nine is The Curse of La Llorona. I will say the director did better than his last two movies. This so. is his best You're movie. You're on the way up. You're this on your way up, best, dude. Yeah, this is his best movie of his Conjuring up. Universe uh, keep, films. Just keep so. that. Keep that trend going. You'll probably direct the next one because nobody else is going to fucking do it. So just keep... <laughs> uh, Aim for the stars, young man. I think they're all like, I'm out. Bye. We didn't get any comments on this uh, on this movie. which is Because nobody okay. watched it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we do, I mean, we got one. It was, uh, it was from uh, Doom Generation who just said, I've never seen any of these, but Tessa has seen them all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's fine. That's yeah. still a comment. Still a comment. So thank you. And yeah, so now let's talk about what we're doing next week because next week is the start of our holiday favorites or Christmas favorites, whatever you want to call them. And uh, oh, 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 as far as the eye can see, this is our third year doing it. And as you know, it's just like our Spooktober favorites where each of us gets to choose a movie we cover for the month, uh, Christmas themed or holiday themed. It can be, you know, it can be Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, you know, whatever type of movie. Usually it's Christmas, but what is it? Is it it's Hanukkah Christmaka or something? Hanukkah Christmaka? What? Yeah, it, it it just it, it involves them all. Huh. I just want to find a non. I'm gonna next year. I'm gonna pick a movie that's like horror related or something. It's something to do with like Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or some shit and like just something completely different. Listen, yeah. do it. Hell yeah, Dan! Yeah. You, know, you brought some... us a you brought us a Gundam movie. Yeah. Dude, so. Holy shit. Dude, like some dude posted on Twitter about that and dude like he's like, This is the only like Christmas movie related hill I'm gonna die on. It was Gundam Wing and I retweeted, I was like, same. I was like, she got the mobile suits as a Christmas present. It's a pivotal to the plot. It's a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but next week we are starting with Angela's pick. Mm. We are going to be talking about the year, a year with without a Santa Claus. Santa Claus. We're ta- we're covering another Rankin Bass classic. Hell which yeah! We, which it will be our second time doing so, as we covered Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer two years ago, and it was 
one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Oh, so can on, we yes. beat it with a year without a Santa no. Claus? No. Yes. <laughs> Just wait, though. You will want to visually see this. I do. I do want to say too to re- follow up with hers. I'm going to ask all the audience now, and I'm I'm sure it will get brought up between now and then when we record. But I'm wondering when you think of Santa Claus, what actor do you think of? Because I know who my my answer is. I know what my answer is. Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Not for me. <laughs> to be honest, that's my answer because I I think growing up, he's just been in, he's been Santa Claus. He's Santa Claus again. It was, he's, it was he's there. Yeah, he's good, dude. He's yeah. a good. Santa There's a Claus. lot of great Santa Claus. I mean, fucking Kurt Russell was Santa Claus, and he was awesome. Well, Goldberg Goldberg was a Santa Claus. I I I really I want somebody to pick Jingle all the way one year. Yes. Just as- yes. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, Fuck man. that movie, dude. <laughs> yes. Hard. A year without a Santa Claus will be next week's movie. I'm so excited to do that. It's a good one. It's gonna be a good Me one. Too. Um, yeah, so now for the end of show rigmarole, whatever word it is. Yeah. Uh you can follow us at Dissect That Film on all the social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We have merch. Yeah, Dan's wearing our merch right now. You can go to Not our the tea, correct season, but you can go to our T Public store where we have that beautiful uh, for it's all of our audio that. listeners. He's wearing our wonderful Spooktober uh, themed Vanna White over logo. Here. I will be I will be making a holiday themed logo, a Christmas themed oh, logo yeah. for December. So make sure to check out our T Public store. Uh, they have sales all the time, so make sure to go over there and check that out. Uh, we also have a Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash dissect that film or backwards slash i don't know what the fuck is that how's the slash go is it forward slash oh i don't know people say forward slash i just say slash you can figure Wait. it out it is it's forward slash it right is hard yeah. To say. yeah yeah so d- patreon.com forward slash dissect that film where we have uh bonus uh bonus material and early access to episodes when I'm not lazy and I actually get them up <laughs> early, but we have uh, a $1 a $3 and a $5 tier where you can support us there and uh, help us out, uh, pay for some stuff that we do for the podcast. All of it goes right back into the podcast. And we appreciate you very much. We are also very close to being able to hopefully monetize uh, the, the YouTube. So that would be nice. Cool. Um, that's still in the works. But yeah. That is uh, that is it for us tonight. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show. You guys are amazing. You all make us continue to want to do this. Uh, the you know, it, we we enjoy what we're doing, and uh, we enjoy the fact that we that you enjoy what we're doing. So, thank you very yes. much. Thank and you. Uh, until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. We are dissect that film, and this has been the dissect that film podcast episode one hundred and thirty five. See y'all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.